Welcome everyone to the KSR Audition Tape. This is Sean Whitaker. And this is Jared Garrett. Otherwise known as Ginger and Juice. Shameless plug to check out the Ginger and Juice podcast. Definitely go check that out. But um, uh, moving right along today, it is Sunday, uh, May 21st, 2017. Welcome everybody. Uh, recently had the news for our uh, first segment of, you know, Bamba deciding to take his talents to Austin, Texas, which I mean... It kind of is what it is. I always thought that that relationship with Shaka Smart was going to be a wrench in right. there some way. And I thought a little bit. I said, you know, when we learned that him and Shaka Smart were close, uh, University of Texas is a bigger program than people give it credit for as far as, you know, having money. And it's, a, it's attracting kids to come to a beautiful And Austin's like Austin. a great city. Yeah. You know, you know? I, a lot of people, when they talk about Texas, they talk about, you know, like Dallas right. or they talk about stuff. You know, Austin is a really great city down there in Texas. But um, with that being said, looking forward to next year, the lineup that you think that's going to be played. And let's overall look at what you're expecting. Um, what, what's your take? You know, I think next year is going to be one of the years that UK fans um, have kind of come to, to to deal with over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be a really good team. I'm not for sure about how dynamic we're going to be as far as, you know, what style of play. I grew up, I grew up with a couple of really good players. I think Nick Richards, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing is getting uh, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, I mean, it was, it was huge. You Drawing know? some comparisons to Tracy McGrady a, a little bit. bit. You know, I think somebody who can, you know, stretch the floor. I think the biggest thing about Knox that I like is he's kind of a positionless player. He is. He's a guy you can probably put two through four, you know, and I think that's a pretty good thing that next year's team would definitely need, you know. So, I think we'll be good next year. I'm not sure we'll be great. But one thing that Cal has shown year after year is that if you give him a couple pieces – he can do a lot with. So, um, I know a lot of fan bases is mad about you know, Bamba, but hey, I will be fine. I, I agree. I think we'll be fine, but looks like we got a call on line one. Let's take it real quick, I believe. Who we got? Is this Matt Jones? Okay. <laughs> Sorry there, fellas. This is, uh, this is Matt Jones. Just had to clear up my nose whistle real quick before I called in. Uh, I just want to call in and give my opinion on next year's basketball team. And, you know, uh, I always, when I make my predictions, I never really go out on a limb or nothing. I cover all my bases. That way, I can't never be wrong. <laughs> That's just something something smart I do. But, you know, I figure next year's team, they could win a national championship, play four Final Four, or, you know, they could they could very easily get beat first round. But, you know, just like usual, I'm going to cover all my bases. That way, you know, can't nobody tell this Bell County and that he's ever wrong on nothing. But y'all fellas have a good day, and go Cates. Well, I think that was about the safest like prediction I've ever heard yeah. in my life. I mean, you, he was right and wrong while being right and, and wrong. wrong. I so, mean, who'd have thought? But, you know, it's just is what it is. But I kind of agree with him. Um, I think under the right circumstances, the team can make a run come yeah, March. Too. It could be a 2011 team that maybe, maybe drops some games in the regular season. But, you know, you get a nice – you get a nice draw in the tournament, which just hasn't happened under Cal here at Kentucky. But um, who knows? I mean, there have been years that we didn't think, you know, we were going to make a Final Four, and we look up and we're in the Final Four. And then, yeah. you know, you got 2000. And to me, this it draws a lot of similarities to kind of that 2014 team. Right. A lot of talent, extremely young. There's going and to be growing To pains. me, that's going to be the biggest thing about next year's team is the youth. I think, you know, what Cal has shown the ability to do is kind of translate, you know, great high school players into great college players. However, I think next year's team 
we'll have some growing plans because I don't know if there's anyone on next year's team who is a bona fide superstar. And I think if he can get the team to buy in, mm-hmm. then I think we can have a really special team. And I think Cam Johnson is huge yeah. in this. We haven't heard with Diallo, but I think Diallo is gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just take the money when you can, but like if you're able to bring in someone like Cameron Johnson, this is a guy who has multiple years in the ACC, right. the best league in the country. Right. He can maybe provide some of that leadership that a la Darius Miller, a la Terrence Jones, right. uh, that, that could kind of lead us to a Final Four and put us in a situation where, you know, we, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, I like Cam Johnson. I like him at the two. Uh, I know a lot of people tend to maybe think that, like, we already have the shooting. But I, to me, you can never have too many. I was going to say the same thing. You can I never think, have too many. I think in today's college basketball, you I mean, you can never have enough shooters. You can almost have more shooters and not have a big rather than just have – a really, really good big and not enough shooters, which has been a problem in Kentucky the last couple of years. Although is, you could throw that you know, back to Scal's year. Yeah. We had shooters, shooters and we didn't have the big, and that didn't quite right. turn out. You know, but well. if we had more shooters, now they, you know, still be, we'd be fine. You know, but I totally agree. All right. Well, moving on, we're going to move into uh, kind of a non-basketball related. Well, I guess it kind of is, is since it's LeVar Ball. Right. But um, did you see the recent exchange with uh, LeVar Ball on Colin Cowherd's show with Christian Leahy? Kind of what was your feeling on that? The thing is, I, I, whenever I'm asked about LeVar Ball, I always state this first. I understand where he's coming from. He's trying to establish a brand for his kids. And I think any father would want their kids to have their own brand. However, and there's a big however, I think the way LeVar goes about certain things is are just completely crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Him going on TV and just acting like a complete idiot and a complete uh, misogynistic dude. Uh, I had to find a word. A, a complete mo- you know, misogynist. It, it wasn't a good look. It didn't help his brain. It didn't help his kid. And it definitely did help, in my opinion, people who are going to want to <laughs> You know, I think he hurt his kid more than he helped his kid. And that's the part that's concerning me right now. Okay. You know? Well, I think we have a phone call waiting on the line wanting to address this okay. issue. Um, let's uh, let this person weigh in. Hey, how's it going? This is Shannon the Dude, OVW Wrestling Champ, fellas. And no, by the way, I'm best friends with Jerry the King Lawler as well. But anyway, calling in on your topic at hand, the Christian Leahy and Colin Cowherd exchange over LeVar Ball. And let me tell you what, just as I have articulated before, women ain't got no right articulating themselves on anything when it comes to sports. She got told exactly what needed to be said to her, which was to stay in her lane, which is the same thing Doris Burke should get. It's the same thing Shannon and Spake and all these other women commentators that are trying to commentate sports. It just ain't natural. It just ain't. And you can have an opinion if you want to that differs from mine. But you know what? If you're a woman, you can't. No way. But once again, before I sign off, I just want to let everybody know. This is Shannon the Dude, OBW Wrestling Champ. Well, I'm not quite for sure, but is that guy OVW wrestling champion? That's what he says initially. I'm, STD, I'm, I mean, so. I mean, what the heck is OVW? <laughs> it sounds like a wrestling. I, I, I don't even know. But wrestling, you know? I will say this. I kind of agree with him. I went back and looked at it a little bit. I do think he was never going to win going after Kristen Leahy the way he did. However, as Kristen Leahy 
look at her comments earlier in the day on the different shows. She very, very adamantly insinuates that this guy is a bad father, that this guy is doing this. And then, like, my whole thing, nothing good was ever going to come out. Right. If, if you attack her, you know, now you're, you're you're attacking a woman and everything. But, like, to be fair, like, Kristen, you don't get to sit here and throw darts. Well, and then this, when one of those come back, you say, oh, well, I'm a woman, you know. Well, this is my thing, though. And in, in certain aspects, I think she was baiting him. But this is where, this is the problem that LeVar poses. He has to be smart enough or smarter than that than to get into an argument with a woman and then call uh, people names like he called uh, Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock. And, uh, you know, said so only thing he could comment about was yeah. Snacks. I think I think Lavar you know, Ball is the right? last person to and, be commenting on people's weight. He doesn't look is, too though, in shape himself. If, if you're if you're trying to establish a brand for your kid, you're getting into an argument with somebody could could look at and say is very misogynistic, and then you're you know calling somebody fat. I'm not sure how smart this guy is, and that's the concerning part for me about his son Lonzo is that like. He's supposed to be representing his son and his son's brand, but it's quickly all become about LeVar, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's disturbing to me. And, I, and that's what's dis- what's disturbing to me, the fact is that this narrative being driven by the dad is now rubbing completely off on the exactly. play. And Lonzo hadn't said and nothing. I, and my thing is, Lonzo, I, by all indications, he's a good kid, but now I feel like he's not going to the NBA with this, you know, this... Uh, with this target on his back that basically says, "Hey, his dad's a jerk. Try to do as you know. Try to dump on him. Try to do this to him. Try to do that to him. Like, what's the dad about? You know, fighting security guards and you know wherever he yeah. goes. And, and that's one weird. thing that I think will be interesting for Magic Johnson. I know it makes excuse me makes sense that this guy is, um, you know, this is what he's. This is what L.A. kind of just right. matches up with Showtime right. stuff and, like this. But the thing is. Me and you have talked off the record before. You know, the last thing L.A. needs right now is having to worry about a dad being caught in, like, a strip club. Yeah. Like and LeVar would definitely be one of those dads yeah. that would be out of control, you know? Yeah, and that's the last thing the Lakers right. need. So, I, I, I can I can see the Lakers taking him, and I can see Magic also throwing a wrench in everything and doing something completely different, right. much like he did in the 2015 draft when everyone thought they were – Going with Okafor and instead went with uh, Russell right. there. So I could see that happening again. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I would give anything to see De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball go one-on-one one more time. There. And I'm sure they'll have a future of doing it a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Moving on to kind of our third point. Uh, boy, LeBron has just been unbelievable. Amazing, man. Unbelievable. Amazing. Let, 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 me, let me throw some stats for your blank out there. Um he is averaging in these two games in the finals, 34 points, six and a half rebounds, seven assists, and he's shooting 61% from the floor. His individual stats for each game, 34 and seven from 12 from 18 from the field, 38, nine and seven, 14 from 24 from the field. I'm of the opinion, man, this dude's better than Jordan. I don't care. Don't stop. Don't, don't say six rings. This dude's better than Jordan. I mean, I agree. Is. And I think when people say better, I think people don't understand that we don't, you don't see a 6'8", 260-pound chiseled man that just dominates the game of basketball. He basically plays one through four, if he could, one through five. And he just, and he's, making, he's making the Celtics team look but, like a, a, I mean, a youth basketball league out there. I mean, to be up by 40 points at halftime, 
I, again, I, I was born in 89, so I've never really, I saw Jordan in glimpses, but to, I mean, that's dominance. I mean, that's pure dominance of a player that people will, but people want to say, you know, is top five. I mean, he's, in my opinion, he has to be the best. I mean, you don't see a guy who just takes over a game. I mean, when LeBron goes to the basket, it's basically two points. And see, a lot or of people, a like, lot of that's people, crazy. A lot, but a lot of people use that to crush him. They're like, well, the Le- only thing LeBron does is just get to the basket and stuff. Well, listen, <laughs> j- just because LeBron's go-to move is getting to the rim instead of a fallaway 15-footer right. like Kobe and Jordan doesn't mean that it's any worse. It just right. means he's a different player. And plus, it's so efficient. I mean, I didn't think that people haven't done this playoffs and look at his efficiency. He's, he's crazy efficient, and it he's is. he's made he's made a team. Uh, on the, I would say the Cavaliers, who are a really good team, but nowhere near I think uh, the the Chicago teams that Jordan had. I mean, to have oh. Rodman, to have Pippen, and to who coach? Oh her, yeah. I mean, to have the players that, that that Jordan had. If you're trying to compare that team to uh, and see Jordan, Cavaliers Jordan team, didn't do anything until they got him Pippen. Yeah. He didn't do anything, and that's the one thing that I think LeBron can say. That Jordan can't is LeBron can say I took two trash teams to the NBA Finals. Who cares that he lost them? Right. They didn't deserve to be there. That first team that he yeah, had, Larry Hughes, Byron West, Delonte West. Who who uh, are these guys? guys? Who I mean, uh, you know, Delonte West, who just had a complete meltdown. I mean, he was playing with guys who literally Matthew Della Vadova guys on the bench, and he's actually a guy like Matthew Della Vadova. He's extended his career and got him a contract for a guy who, I mean, if he's yeah. not on LeBron's team, I'm not sure this guy's still playing. And, and he, hasn't, he hasn't lived anywhere near that. <laughs> and the reason is it's because of LeBron, LeBron James. Yes. LeBron just, there are so many things on a basketball court that cannot be quantified in a statistical analysis right. that LeBron James does that Michael Jordan didn't. Right. It just is. And if you get into all the they talk talk about clutch, look at the stats. He's made just as many game yep. winners, just as many game time, but I think we got a call on the line uh wanting to kind of weigh in on this, so we'll we'll skip to him real quick. My name's Ryan Lemon, and I just want to call when when y'all's talking about LeBron James and his stats, uh, y- y'all messed up on that math somewhere. There just ain't no way he's shooting 61% if he's 26 to 42. I, I think that's really like I think you yeah, you must have forgotten to add a couple zeros in there. That's maybe like 6.1% or 0.06% or something along them lines there. But that just that math just don't look right to me. But And it don't matter because LeBron James just can't be as good as anybody like Michael Jordan or something like that. It just it, it ain't possible. Uh, ain't no school like the old school. Well, I'm not exactly for sure about old dude's math over here. Yeah, he, like, he don't need zeros. And, I don't know, man. But, you know, he kind of has a reputation for that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, uh, it's like Kentucky Wesleyan uh, but, education. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely that Kentucky Wesleyan <laughs> education. But anyway, uh, it's just – but you're going to have people like that that just no matter what the numbers are, no matter what, there's – I hate to say it like this. In the same kind of way like some people sometimes maybe like hold on to – Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They hold on to like Jordan. Like you would think, like Jordan, like father basketball. You would. He you fathered would. like 
thousands of people <laughs> who just think like the almighty that is Michael Jordan. And the thing is, just no one rules forever. Right. Uh, people thought it was going to be Dr. J. People thought it was going to be Magic, Bird. I mean, the biggest example is Bill Russell. Yeah. I think at the time, if you would have told people that there would be somebody who would be considered better than Bill Russell, they probably would have looked at you crazy. I mean, yeah. This is a man who but won it's, championship. It's, it's a changing of the time. And just the game has changed. I'm not saying the game is better or anything or it's just different right. because like when Jordan when Jordan leapt from the free throw line and dunked that ball in it kind of woke the world up to like a next generation type of right. athlete I agree but the thing is you have kids that are sophomores in high schools taking off from the free throw line doing those dunks now right. you have a guy in Zach Levine who maybe may not be a top 100 top 150 NBA player who is a two time NBA dunk champion yep. Doing dunks that Michael Jordan himself in his prime would be struggling to do. To do. Right. So it's just a different game. You didn't have the Greek freak. You didn't have Anthony Davis. I mean, this year, Carl Anthony Towns set a record, an NBA first record, because he scored 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and made over 100 threes as an NBA center. Right. It's just a different game. It's a different game, and the game has changed to a point where you need a guy who can do everything. You need a guy who can rebound, the block shots, can run the point, can play defense. I mean, LeBron truly is a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to basketball. And I think that ability to do different things on a basketball court, in my humble opinion, makes him the best of all time. Oh, yeah. I, and, I, I mean – it's just – it's going to come eventually. There's eventually going to be a guy who's going to kind of not wipe Jordan from the record books, but just kind of ease into well, a, 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 a new era. And what, I think LeBron I think, is that guy. The NBA is riding – has been riding on the back of LeBron James. Since 2003. For how long? Since 2003. I mean, I mean, almost 14 years or 14 years. And I think what you'll have is in 20 years – People will look back in retrospect and realize how amazing LeBron is because people aren't going to, you know, there will always be guys like like Jordan, you know, whether it be Kobe, whoever it might be. But there's not a lot of guys who are going to be 6'8", 260, and can play one through four, who can rebound, who are kind of create a business empire, a guy who's not had really any negative publicity. There's not going to be many guys like LeBron. And I think when we look back in 20 years, there will be more people saying, you know what? He really was the best. History, he is the best. History will vindicate him. Right. It definitely will. But with that being said, man, I think that's going to wrap up our edition. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed. Uh, no no hard feelings. We just thought this would be a nice little creative way to right. kind of uh, show that we listen, show that we're huge fans, and show that we would be forever grateful for be given the opportunity to possibly uh, host uh, on one of these days. And we also think, I think it'll be Maria. Will she be the one listening to this? I think she will. So, Maria, we really appreciate you going through, listening to all this craziness. And again, we just thank, we're just thankful for the opportunity that you guys uh, put out there. So, thanks. With that being said, see you later. This is Sean Whitaker. And this is Jerry Gary. 